Hey everybody and uh, welcome uh, to this week's podcast. On this week's show we're going to be talking a lot about uh, animal body posture, uh, shot placement as it pertains to how that animal standing whenever he comes in, you know, because it's a it's a really critical thing, you know. I mean, you have to be so patient as a bow hunter uh, to make sure that that animal's standing perfect, you know. I learned a lot about this whenever I was over in Africa, you know, because those PHs over there, those guys, those professional hunters, I mean, they're really educated on this type of thing and they want, to, want you to make sure that, especially with a bow, you know, with a rifle, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can get away with a lot with a rifle, you know, as far as that animal quartering to you a little bit or hard quartering away. Uh, you can get away with a lot of different things that you can't get away with with a bow. So what I want to talk about today is just some of that body posture, uh, when to shoot that bow and when not to take that shot. So we're just going to jump right into it here. We've actually got a video here behind us here that you'll be able to see off of the cameras here. So this is a big old buck uh, that we were on a Kansas hunt here. And you're going to notice we're going to talk about a couple things and we'll go ahead and roll this video and just kind of start playing it through. Now we knew this buck was kind of bedded up uh, in this big cedar patch. And we watched him go in there the evening before. So the very next morning, you know, we went over and we pitched up in this other set of stands. And I'm figuring, you know, well, if this buck comes down out of there, he's going to come right past this stand. And man, sure enough, he definitely did. And he comes down out of there. He's just kind of feeding his way along here, really relaxed. But there's just a lot of brush in this area. Now he's coming straight at us. You know, we can't get the shot. He's kind of coming down through this creek bottom. He's walking pretty fast. You know, now right about in here, now this is my wife hunting, so she starts drawing her bow, you know, getting ready, you know, while he's got his head behind this tree, you know, that's the perfect time to draw, comes through there, and she tried to stop him, right? And she didn't get him stopped. She bat at him, he didn't stop, and then I had to bat him a second time. So whenever I bat at him, you know, that's one thing, a lot of times the guys will take a shot at a buck walking, you know, I'm just not real comfortable with that. I like to use that little, you know, as soon as he gets exactly where I want, you know, that just that little, meh just to get him to stop where I want him to stop. Well, she did, but you know, a little bit of wind blowing and it wasn't quite loud enough, so this buck didn't stop right. So then me, you know, jumping in there, which I oftentimes do, I bat at him and he stopped. And now the problem is, you see this little tree right here? This tree is actually covering his vitals. And with all this, I mean, now she's at a different shot angle than me. I know maybe you're looking at home and going, man, nobody would ever shoot through there. But she's got a shot coming down through here, right in here. And you're going to see the arrow come past here. And this tree limb right here has now kind of blocked some of the vitals. So she's going to try to whisper that arrow right in front of here. So now as we play the video, you're going to see that arrow come in there. Now I know that's a little bit quick, so we're going to back it up here just a little bit for you. So if we reverse it, up oh, went a little bit far. But if we reverse it just a wee little bit, you'll be able to see that arrow coming in right in here. So that's the great thing about shooting those loom knocks. Now if you can just back that up just a whisper, just real slow. Oh, real slow and easy here. We're having a little bit of trouble getting, getting our camera guy going over here. <laughs> but you can see here too, here's another thing. This buck had actually been shot before. So check it out. I mean, he's got an arrow hole right up here in his shoulder. So he's kind of having a little bit of the worst of luck here. But if you can slide that back and forth, you can actually see that loom knock coming right in here. And that's what I love about shooting those loom knocks because, uh, you know, it's just such a great product. They're so bright. And even on a bright day like this here, you can really see that knock coming in here. And it's just going to take that deer just kind of right here in front of that shoulder right here and it exits right out through that front leg. So, you know, it's just kind of a tough angle to get the shot on that deer to begin with. And this is kind of one of those deals where it probably really should have waited 
And as you can see here, you know, Sherry's kind of kicking herself for it. And if, if you've bow hunted a lot, you know, I know a lot of guys say, oh, you know, I've never made a bad shot on a deer. Well, then apparently you haven't done enough bow hunting because anybody that's bow hunted for any length of time has taken a shot maybe that they shouldn't have took uh, or made a bad shot, misjudged a distance or yardage or whatever it is. And you can see she's just kind of sick to her stomach here now, just kind of setting back and kind of a little upset with herself that she took that shot. She knew, you know, even though I bad at him, she bad at him, that buck stopped. It's kind of like that what if syndrome, right? You know, it's that what if syndrome. What, what if I didn't take that shot? And I can tell you another quick story. I don't have the video footage here to go along with it, but I had another big buck one time and this was a Kansas buck too. And um, he came running right underneath my stand. He was dogging a doe. I drew my bow back. I started batting at him and I got him stopped. But I mean, he was really, really hard quartering away from me and kind of almost straight down. And I was looking at that shot. I was on full draw. I put the pin on him and I decided not to take that shot. You know, it's kind of in my mind. You know, it's like, and then he, he kind of made up my mind for me and he trotted off. So I let the bow down. I sat back and I mean, he was a real monster, monster buck. And I'm sitting there all sick to my stomach going, man, that's it. I'll never see this deer again. He ran off chasing that doe. And then the what if came back around. I'm sitting in a stand and uh, just sitting there waiting like, oh man, you know, I really blew it. You know, playing the whole scenario over in my mind. Oh man, I should have just punched the trigger. I should have shot quicker. You're doing all these what ifs in your head. And then all of a sudden I look up and that doe, she must not have been completely in heat because she wandered off and here he came back. He came walking back, I mean, gave me a beautiful 15-yard shot right on the stand. He wasn't alert. He was just all relaxed, panting, come walking in there, breathing heavy. Gave me all the time in the world. I drew back, put a perfect shot on him, he walked away. So those what-ifs, you know, yeah, and there's a chance, too, that he could have ran off with that other doe, you know, and I would have never gotten a shot, you know, could have followed that doe off and I would have never gotten a shot at all but just so happened, I mean, it worked out for me that time, that buck came back, so, you know, and I know in this particular hunt, you know, Sherry and I have played this over and over again in our minds, and I know it kind of makes her, like I said, sick to her stomach that she took that shot, but you know, you're there in the heat of the moment, you gotta control those emotions, look at the body posture of that deer, is he quartering to me, is he quartering away, where do I wanna put that shot, and do I really even wanna take this shot, or would I be better off just to wait, see if he takes a couple steps forward, you know, and kind of find out what that buck does. But just to let you know, Sherry is an amazing shot. And in this next video here that we have coming up for you, we've got a little video clip here. Um, shortly after that, we kind of moved over to a different stand, you know, to shake it off a little bit. There's a lot of other critters over there in that area. So we come in here and here's a big old fat uh, fox squirrel. Everybody likes shooting them. And man, she just pinwheels him here. Just shoots, <laughs> shoots him up there real good, you know, and stuck that squirrel really good so we can take him back over, you know, and chuck him into the can cooker there. And she just pinwheeled that squirrel, man. He just ran a little circle around there and then that was the end of him. And it wasn't, but just a few minutes later out of that exact same stand, you know, we're there hunting and sure enough, here comes some turkeys along. Whole big old flock of turkeys. I mean, Kansas is so well known for their turkeys. They got birds just absolutely everywhere. And they come in in flocks of like, man, like a hundred of them. So these hens come along down here and Sherry decided she'd uh, fill her Kansas turkey tag here with this girl right here. She come up and I mean, she just plugs this turkey. So it's a, it's awesome. So just stove piped it right there. That's that Spectre broadhead, that new broadhead that we talk about so much here that we're gonna be releasing to the market here very shortly. It's a front deploying broadhead, but it has a magnetic blade. So what's really cool about that is you don't need any O-rings, you don't need any lock collars, you don't need any rubber bands, any of that different stuff. I mean, those blades open every time. It has these huge thick blades, so they really 
do a lot of a lot of damage whenever they hit that animal. But we filled our filled our turkey tag, and uh, if there was a squirrel tag, we got that filled too. But uh, we're going to move along here, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about shot placement on uh, on some other deer. So we're going to jump through this uh, next video here, and we're going to move right on up into the next hunt that we're going to be in the middle of here just in a second. So right here, we're just doing a little bit of cooking in the can cooker, which is one of my favorite things to do. But we're here to really talk about shot placement. So this is a buck later on on the same hunt. I mean, we've got a lot of deer out here. So this is a buck coming, walking up this path. I mean, he's coming in just nice and high. Uh, you know, she's already made that shot on that other buck, which was a little bit far forward. So she switched over now. She got the PSE fang crossbow here in her hands. This buck, he's just kind of coming right down along that trail, just perfect. Uh, she gives him a bath. He turns and looks at her here. Oh, keeps on walking. Get him one more time. And now this time he's alert. Now you can see now, see the loom knocks right here. But if we back that shot up just a little bit here, you're gonna see that shot coming in right in here. See, so that shot, as you see that loom knock coming down in there, boom, hits him about right here. So the shot's kind of back, it's a little bit off, and, and the body is kind of facing a little bit forward. So that puts that exit even a little bit farther back yet, you know? So this is when you want to see a broadhead really perform. You know, this is when you want to, you know, everybody, you know, I always said, you know, any broadhead will kill a deer if you hit them perfect, you know, and you hit them right in the pump house. It's going to do the job. But when you really want to see a broadhead perform is when you make that little less than perfect shot and you're still able to recover that animal. So she did get this animal uh, and recovered that buck, but once again, like I said, you know, it's just kind of a little bit of an angle to you. So it can show you, you know, it looks like a great shot, but that exit, I mean, that exit, where the entry's at, a lot of guys said, man, that's a dead deer, no doubt about it, that's a dead deer. But, you know, as you go back through and you look at the way that body postures and that deer and how he's standing, you gotta remember where that arrow's coming out at. So we actually had gut on the other side where that arrow come out at. We had vitals on one side and the bottom of the one lung, but on the other side over here, I mean, we actually had guts. See how that deer's turning? You can see that go through there, the knocks right here. But, you know, so it's, uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, it's just really important to uh, watch the body posture of those deer. So as Sherry's wrapping these up here, you know, I got one more that I want to show you here. Uh, so this is all included in this same hunt. So now she gets her buck, she's filled her buck tag. Now this is a doe tag here, so she's got her doe tag, and this butt and this doe's coming along here. Now, if you back that up just a minute here, you'll notice that this doe walks perfectly through an opening here. She walks right through the middle of this opening. So I want to back that up a little bit. So you can see her coming through here, but notice here it is now. This is an important thing. You know, you got to learn from every hunt that you're on. You know, that's the idea. Learn from every hunt that you're on, the body positioning. See how this back legs back like this? I mean, you could take that shot. But, you know, when we hit the play on the video, you're going to notice she didn't stay there very long. And then she's walking off. She gets in behind this brush here, you know, and you're thinking, okay, well, she's going to walk away. But just being patient, waiting, you know, had a couple opportunities, but they weren't really good shots. You know, so just keep those emotions under control, wait. And now you think this doe is just going to walk off and she's going to leave. You're not going to get a shot. And, of course, you know, if it's a gigantic buck, then you'd be really worried about it but she turns around right here, which is really cool. And these are, like I said, these are the things you don't know. Maybe you get the shot, maybe you don't. But sometimes I think, you know, 90% of the time you're better off not to take a questionable shot and regret it. You know, take a questionable shot and regret it, you know, then you're gonna be sick to your stomach for a mighty long time, maybe all season. So this doe turns now and she starts coming back. 
And uh, this is when Cherry gets a great shot at this deer. See, now she comes up here, gives you the absolute perfect broadside shot. Boom, puts an awesome shot on her, double lungs. The deer doesn't even go 25 yards, you know, and she piles up. So you can see that loom knot coming in there and just smoking right through that chest cavity. I mean, just blew both lungs out. And that's what you're looking for, you know, especially in archery hunting, you know. If you can get that perfect broadside shot, you can be patient enough to wait for it, you know, uh, you're gonna have a very, very successful hunt and you're not gonna go home, you know, with that uh, gut shot feeling in your stomach that, oh, you know, maybe I should have waited, maybe I should have done this, maybe I should have done that. And you may have that anyway, you know, if that buck walks off and he gets away, but, you know, I would rather have the buck get away and live to fight another day than to make a bad shot on a deer, you know, because I took a bad shot. You're gonna be regretting that all season long, you know, you know that deer's out there and he's wounded and he's hurt. Nobody wants to do that, so, if there's anything I could do through this podcast right here, it's kind of encourage you to really wait on that shot, you know, whenever you're bow hunting. Make sure that animal is, is giving you the right shot in the right position, quarter in the right direction, uh, and know all those different details. So, uh, hey everybody, well, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's uh, podcast. You know, please leave your comments and everything like that below and uh, tell us what you think, you know, what your favorite shot is. You know, I know a lot of guys like that quarter and away shot, you know, sometimes the harder quarter and away, the better, but, you know, love to hear what you guys think about all of this. So, uh, yeah, please leave your comments and everything and we'll get back to you right away. And, you know, thanks so much for uh, coming in and watching um, Outdoor Edge's Love of the Hunt TV podcast. I'm your host, Brad Lockwood.